0: Once again, a special welcome to all of you today, especially anybody who may be joining us for the first time here at St. Mary's Catholic Center. You're always welcome to worship with us every single Sunday of the year. It's awesome to have so many visitors and parents and families from out of town for final review and any other reason here in Aggieland this weekend. I know we have so many people standing. Thank you for being the 12th man for Jesus during this Mass. We really appreciate it. You know, we're three months away from that new church, so it's very exciting. So doubling the size so everybody will have a seat in the future. So continue to pray for that success on July 29th of dedication, and then we'll be ready for the fall semester to welcome so many Aggies into the beautiful new church. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's gospel reading from John chapter 10, 1 through 10, we hear Jesus speaking about himself as the good shepherd, This passage is a beautiful reminder of Jesus's loving care for each and every one of us, his flock. Jesus begins by saying, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. Jesus is warning us about the false shepherds who speak to lead us astray. These could be people who try to take advantage of us or ideologies that seek to lure us away from the truth of the gospel. False shepherds or voices like Chat GPT that wrote the first part of this homily. <laughs> I typed into Chat GPT, Catholic homily for fourth Sunday of Easter. <laughs> it's kind of crazy stuff we're getting into in our culture today. <laughs> but, my friends, how do we discern in our life the voice of something like AI? of the evil one of the world, or to continue to listen to the good shepherd in the midst of all the voices that we encounter in our world today. We know through the spiritual fathers and mothers of our tradition of the church that there are three main voices that we hear in the spiritual life. The voice of God, the voice of ourselves, and the voice of the world and the evil one. So let's go quickly through these different voices and movements or spirits in the spiritual life in order to see how they work in our daily lives as college students and those in family life or in single life, we begin with the voice of God God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God the Son. Firstly, how do we hear the voice of God or the Good Shepherd? How do we know truth as Pilate asked Jesus before he handed him over to be crucified? First and foremost, we must listen. Jesus is constantly trying to speak with us, but many times we're so plugged in or continuously scrolling, constantly having noise in our lives that it prevents us from hearing God's gentle voice. Our hearts were created to listen to the voice of God and to follow him, the shepherd and his sheep. And the language of our God is silence and he speaks to us in the stillness of our hearts. That's why it's so beautiful to come to a place of worship, a place like the church or the chapel. And I see so many of our students doing this day after day. But it helps us when we come to a place of worship, to the church, to sit in the silence, to open our hearts to hearing God's voice. We know also that the Good Shepherd speaks to us through Scripture, through the liturgy and the sacraments, and through the Bride, His church. These are all ways that the Good Shepherd speaks to his flock, to his sheep, each one of us. Besides the voice of God, there are also two other voices in the spiritual life that we could hear throughout our life, especially in times of big transitions, discernment, or even when we experience temptation. One of those voices is our own voice. Our voice is expressed in the deep down desires of our heart, of our soul. Sometimes we know this voice is the voice in our head that contributes to how we feel or how we reason. As we continue to get to know who we are as God's children, as he created us to be, we begin to start having an ordered awareness of these desires and then also how he's leading us to fulfill them. But sometimes our deepest desires, our voice can be in conflict. You might have experienced this before in your own life. You know, when you're trying to make a big decision— maybe of where to go after A&M or what major to switch to. You're trying to follow God's voice and you might be wondering if this de- deep desire is from God or is it from me? We know too that sometimes our own sin can cause these desires to be confusing or even cloud our judgment. So it's important for us to not be in mortal sin always, but especially when we're making major decisions because it can skew our voice and our ability to discern or prayerfully think clearly. So our unique voice is important, and the more we get to know who we are as God created us to be, the more we're going to be able to recognize our voice in the midst of our life compared to the other voices. The final spirit or movement or voice that we encounter in daily life is that of the world, a voice that is under the dominion of the evil one. And so it could be considered an extension of the voice of the devil. This voice calls us to put our trust in the things of the world, in prestige, money, fame, relationships. The noise of our lives is part of this voice of the world. This voice tempts us to forget about heaven, our salvation, and the Lord's call in our life to live a life for him. The alluring things that appeal to the flesh often drown out the voice of Jesus and of his love and of his mercy. The voice of the devil works with the voice of the world, and it's this voice that is always trying to lead us away from Jesus and keep us enslaved to the chains of sin. The word Satan actually comes from the Hebrew word for accuser. So as we heard in the gospel today, the devil is a thief that scatters, divides, and destroys The evil one wants to bring shame into our lives and to make us believe that we're not worthy of God's love, that our dignity is worthless. His voice also tells us to doubt the Lord's goodness and to not trust in him, that he doesn't care about us. It's also the voice that says, I know more than God does. I know better than he does. It's the voice that tells us no to Jesus. The most obvious example, the voice of the evil one, is the temptation towards sin. But he can be very cunning, as St. Paul says, that even the evil one can appear as an angel of light. If the devil cannot get us to listen to sin, then he'll try to get us to choose something that may be good in itself, but is not the good that Jesus wants for us. In other words, the devil's voice can try to make us choose something that's less perfect in this life, than choosing what God has prepared for us, for those who love him. So you might be wondering, well, how do we know which voice is which? In the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus says, you will know them by their fruits. So each one of these voices or movements will lead us either closer to God, which will lead to our flourishing, or will lead us away from God, which will lead us to areas of darkness, hopelessness, despair. If the voice you are hearing leads to an increase of charity and love, our God is love, then it's most likely coming from God. Other fruits or effects of the voice of the Good Shepherd would be a peace or a joy that we also experience in our hearts. Also, we know God's voice is not going to make us hate ourselves, He will also not have us go against His commandments or His teachings. So if you're being prompted in your heart to forgive someone or to do an act of charity or maybe in a moment of prayer you're reminded of God's love for you or of your great dignity, then most likely that would be the voice of God, the good shepherd. While the evil one is going to make you doubt. He's going to bring about division in your heart, a restlessness, a fear, a desire to make you forget God and his plan for your life. I think one of the hardest things to distinguish is God's voice and our own individual voice. But that's why prayer is so important. The more we get to know ourselves before God and get to know the voice of the Good Shepherd, the more we will be able to follow God's voice and His will for our lives. And many times when we're living a life for Christ, as we're getting to know Him, receiving the sacraments, straying from sin, then our voice aligns with God's voice. That's the hope, that's the desire. The desires that are put on our heart are placed there by God. God's will is for us to be able to love him above all things and then to love others as ourselves. And if we do this, then we'll be following the path that God has set out for us. This is the path that leads to freedom, to flourishing, and to joy. So as we've been speaking about the three voices or the three movements or spirits that we encounter in the spiritual life, I think it's also good for us to do a little reality check about how that looks in the religions of the world. You know, we have many world religions with tons of different cultures and languages, and sometimes we see a trend in our modern culture that all religions are the same. You know, all the voices are the same, and you just pick whichever one works for you. And I think we can start to buy into that because maybe it sounds nice, it sounds kind, And if I were to say that Christianity is the only way to God, that it's the one true religion, maybe people would start to feel a bit uncomfortable. So we pose the question then, is Christ the only way to salvation? Or are all the religions of the world just different paths to God as they go up that mountain to the divine? Are all religions different ways of achieving the same end? Now the voice of the world would say yes that all religions are created equal. But as we heard in our reading today, St. Peter, in the voice of the Good Shepherd, would say no, all religions are not the same. That is not the biblical view. In Acts chapter four, Peter's very clear that there is salvation in no one else other than Jesus. There's no other name under heaven by which we may be saved, whether it's Buddha or Mohammed or whatever name there might be for a founder of a world religion. Christ and Christ alone is the source of all salvation, and that's a particularly scandalous dimension of the Christian good news. But it is the truth. It is the voice of the good shepherd. One of the most radical things Jesus says in Scripture is from the Gospel of John when he says, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. So yes, we should love our brothers and sisters who are non-believers, who do not believe in Christ, and we should pray for them and witness to them, hoping that they will know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You know, we will pray, especially during daily Mass and other times, that all souls on campus at A&M and Blinn will know Jesus as Lord. It's not just a pithy thing to pray, but that is a reality that we hope for. That's a reality that God would desire for his people. And this points to our gospel for today because Jesus says that he is the gate for the sheepfold and only those who go through Jesus will be saved. As we heard in our psalm today that was beautifully sung by our choir, we know that Jesus is not only the gate, but as we've heard already that he is the good shepherd. My encouragement to you at some point today or maybe during time of communion or your own individual prayer is to reflect on how Jesus has been a good shepherd in your life. No, where did maybe he bring you through a difficult moment? Where did he bring you out of the darkness or maybe save you from the darkness or a dangerous situation? Where has he cared for you in a time of need or when has he reminded you of your goodness? I know for me, I'm reminded of Jesus as the good shepherd whenever I go to confession. You know, he reminds me that he wants me to remain as part of his flock. It's the voice of the good shepherd that reminds me of my dignity and my worth and that he will always love me. Now, my friends, as we close this semester, for our students, there's probably a lot on our hearts and our minds. Probably this week, there's going to be some late night studying, maybe some anxieties or stress from exams. And for those of you who are graduating, maybe some fear or uncertainty about the unknown. For some of you freshmen, you're going home for the first time after being away for a year. Maybe you're going to be having a first job or an internship or working at a camp. Some of you will be saying goodbye to Aggieland, to good friends, and starting a new chapter of life. There can be a lot of excitement in the transition, but also many voices that are creeping up into our hearts and our minds. And the beauty of Jesus the Good Shepherd is that he promises us he will be here with us always. He will never abandon us. And it is only the Good Shepherd that will bring us to those still waters, to those green pastures where our soul will find rest. Jesus reminds us at the end of our gospel, I came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And that's what he desires for us. If we live a life for him, if we follow him, that he will lead us to those green pastures. You know, as we've been looking at this new church, I've been thinking we have these awesome plans for the new church, the architectural design. And I was thinking, you know, what happens if me or one of you decided to be like, well, we're not going to use these certain materials for the new church even though it calls for it or we're going to just change the architectural designs three-fourths of the way through. You know, if we did that, the church would probably crumble and look really bad. But if we think about it in our own spiritual life, if we choose not to follow Christ or his teachings as we were designed for, and we choose to do things on our own or pick and choose how to follow Jesus on our own will, then we're not gonna be on the path that leads to green pastures. and we're not gonna be living the flourishing life that God intended us to live. My friends, we are human beings. We are complex mysteries, amazing complex mysteries. And our God delights in us in that mystery. Throughout life, we will encounter these voices or movements in our hearts, but have no fear. Because we are children of the light. We are children of the resurrection that we celebrate this Easter season. God is on our side. He has our back. So are we going to get it perfect every time? No. And that's where his mercy is so apparent and so necessary. If we follow Jesus, will life always be super easy and without suffering? No, he promises us the cross. But if we listen to the good shepherd... Will our hearts find peace and rest? Yes. Thank you for listening to Aggie Catholic Homilies. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Be sure to check out our sister podcast, Aggie Catholic Talks, to hear talks from Magnify, Catholicism 101, and more. Thanks, God bless, and them.